Welcome, everybody. We are back for another episode of the ABJ Podcast, live on Facebook, YouTube under the Anthony Blackwell Jr. channel, Twitch, and also uh, Twitter. Yeah, that's where I'm at, Twitter. Um, so all these great platforms, I, I I finally broke down and put them all over the, all over the place. But if you are watching this live on Facebook, as well as Twitter, as well as just show the, spread the love out. Come on over to the uh, tw- uh, uh, YouTube side, hit subscribe. We're on the quest of 1K, but if we can get 400 by the end of the month, that'd be dope. We've been averaging a couple hundred subscribers a month, which is really good. Let's keep that growth coming. Also, if you're listening to this and you're like, boy, I really enjoy this podcast, I'd like to add it to my rotation. This just isn't a live stream because I know we're in a world right now where people call themselves podcasters, but they're just only on YouTube or you only watch them. A podcast is something you can put in your car and listen in your headphones and audio only. Well, the audio only is available on all podcast apps. Uh, just search ABJ Podcast wherever you find your music or your podcast. Leave some reviews uh, on, on if you're listening to the audio side. Spotify, there's a little question. says, what did you think of the episode? Apple uh, has our Apple podcasts. I'm not sure what they're called now, but they all have little tabs. You can put reviews or leave five-star reviews. Leave some cool little things. Write some fun stuff in there, and I'll read it on the next episode. Also on Facebook, there's a little review tab. You can you can leave a five-star review and, and write some comments, what you thought of episodes or what you think of the content, and uh, I will read all that out on the show. Live chat is open if you are here right now and you have any questions you want to ask our guests throughout the episode. Please put them in there. I'm very We're very interactive with our chat and uh, love to get you all involved. Um, like I said, links for myself and my guests are below. Um, we are pushing right now the Patreon. It's it's as little as a dollar or whatever you want to do, but that helps kind of – it's like a monthly subscription. Um, there's no bonus content yet. It's just right now general support. But that helps with gas money to and from shows. That helps with uh, paying for things like StreamYard and some of the editing software I use to keep the podcast rolling, as well as uh, saving up for equipment because I want to do more cool things on location and, and kind of go out and meet these people in person and sit down and have a cool little camera shot so we can do fun things. But uh, yeah, so if you could support that Patreon, that'd be great. Also ABJ uh, and, and Anthony Blackwell merchandise in the links below. Um, and there, is, there are two wrestlers on the scene who are injured and they have their links below as well. If you can go and support them, they have some subscription services as well as merchandise. And uh, if, if you can't financially do any of that, listen, likes and shares help so, so much. Um, I think I'm making at the end of this month 31 bucks so far from Facebook, and Facebook is now paying me for people that like and share my posts and comment and interact. So it costs nobody anything, but a quick, simple button button push for a content creator or a small business can actually help these major corporations like YouTube and pay uh, YouTube and Facebook pay us uh, for our engagement. So. Think, keep that in mind when you're supporting some people who are trying to make some cool things for themselves. Without further ado, let's get started with episode 13. I'll bring my guest in right now. I'm not going to call him Damien because that's not the name that I've been saying for six months. Uh, it is, uh, <laughs> so I'll let him introduce himself. Here's our guest. Hello, it is I, the outcast, Damon Dante. Damon Dante, not Damien. You know what it is? I... I'm a huge horror movie guy, and I'm also a Batman guy, and both of those were Damian Wayne and then Damian from the uh, the Omen. So I just see the DAM, and then I just go. I just make my own things up sometimes. You know, <laughs> my brain works. So so what's going on, man? Thank you so much for signing up to do this. I'm very excited to talk to you. Uh, a lot of this month 
and early in these couple episodes in the podcast, it, it was by design, right? Because uh, I think a lot of podcasts are gonna be like, I'm going to go try to get these certain names and I want to do certain things. And, and my whole, my whole, and I'm eventually going to get those people, but I feel like there's a lot of really young talent in the area and a lot of young talent that I have got to work with. And I base myself around, and there's really, really, really good young talent working their ass off in the Northeast PA scene. And, um, and you're one of them, man. And, and I, you're going to see a lot of that in the next couple episodes coming up as well. And I appreciate you reaching out and, and always showing love and supporting uh, myself in my commentary as well as my content creating field. So I appreciate you coming out and do this. Now, you said this is your first podcast? Second. Second. All right. No pressure. Listen, you're in, you're in, you're in the big leagues now. I don't know what other jabroni podcast you did before this, but uh, I don't know. They're probably amazing. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so – how where did the name come from how did you land on this on this uh wrestling name well the name in particular was um not the original one i had an original idea for everything uh maybe four or five years ago where it was going to be uh i had damon but the last name was different and when i finally got to then backbreakers now high ground um when I got to there, I was like, I want to start fresh, whole new image of what my character is going to represent. And I wanted to be more authentic and more real. So I kept Damon. But instead of the original last name, I was like, what's the most real thing I could do? My own last name. So Dante uh, suited the character perfectly because I, you know, I play this darker character and, uh, both the Damon and the Dante names kind of can fall under that category. If you look at certain things through pop culture and whatnot, for example, like Dante's Inferno. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's why I thought you, I didn't know that was your actual last name, your shoot last name. Uh, yeah. I thought it was 100% the Omen, like Damon and in that like as regard. And then Dante's Inferno is exactly what I went with, but that's kind of cool that it's organic like that. And then the Damon was um, not to sound like, corny but i was just watching uh the vampire diaries and uh there's this one vampire he's like a badass and his name was damon <laughs> i was like that's it that's the one <laughs> nailed it nailed it love it i love that pop culture is is embedded so heavily in professional wrestling and vice versa so it is cool to see those things now you you are now some people are already saying in the chat it's it's like i feel i've never seen you without face paint vincent torres says you are very always you're painted up well i'll throw the banner up real quick again so people can see it but yeah, you're normally sometimes you go full face, sometimes it's half face. You you kind of mix it up here and there. But I will say this: you're very good at at makeup, man. Like you you pull off some pretty decent face paints. You had that ghost Danzig looking face paint the one time I seen. Then I see the half and half one. Uh, how much practice did that take? And how did you how did you land on face paint? And how did you get so good so quick at it? I wouldn't um, say so quick. It took me a while, but originally when I started off like with the dream of wanting to be a wrestler, it was through art. I was always drawing up like what I want my character to look like and doing that through school and stuff and getting in trouble for it. But then when I um, actually started to make the character a reality, a real thing, it was actually my fiance who's super amazing at art. Um, she gave me a lot of tips and tricks, uh, a lot of things that if I was trying to do this on my own without her help, uh, <laughs> it'd just be white and black all over my face. <laughs> now, does she paint your face? No, she doesn't paint my face, but for 
the first two, three years of our relationship, she was uh, painting it for me and I'd get these cool ideas. And I was like, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn how to do this. And over time, through learning tricks and tips from her, that's where I can create uh, these designs I like. Yeah. Now, it's not a secret. Well, maybe to some people it's a secret, but not really a secret. Every wrestling locker room is exactly the same, right? So, so sometimes you don't even have space to change, let alone anything else. So, what do you do in a situation where there's no mirror? Like, are you just pulling your phone out? Like, what what are you doing? It depends. Some days I'll pull out the phone, and some days I have this like tiny little, like literally about that big little circle mirror that came with my contact lens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it works. That's, yeah, absolutely. Now, are you always trying to mix up the face paints? Like each show, do you do something a little different, or do you have like a base face paint? Like, like Jeff Hardy has like the base, and then he kind of modifies that base a little bit here and there, um, depending on time and what he can do. Like, what what's your mindset when you go into your look and your face paint? It depends on um, how big of a match I feel like I'm having, whereas how much I'm gonna go all out with the paint. Like I have an original design that I use if if I have to, where it's like the uh, swirls and then the stitch mouth. I do that on occasion, but if I feel like this match is big, this match is going to mean something, I'm going to remember this like 10 years down the road, then I'm going to want to do something special or even like a holiday, like for the Halloween show at Smash Master, it was Pennywise. For the Christmas mm-hmm. show, it was a snowflake design. Yeah. So it really depends, but I like to do different ones. If I have the time and ability, I like to do different ones to kind of just separate match from match from match. Like this was that paint. This was that paint. Like, I like it. I like it. Now, how do, how does the, how does paint work when you're working at some promotions? Like, like, does it get on the canvas? Do promoters get mad if they're getting paint on their canvas? Is, is it something that wipes off real easy? Do you have to buy certain types so you don't make a mess everywhere? Um, the white wrestlers getting it on their gear. Yeah. Um, I haven't had anybody complain that anything is stuck on them beyond a single wash. So it, it comes off easy for me. I've on my own gear, I've gotten it and it's never had a problem. The black in particular is actually just water activated. You turn water on, put some water on it. It'll turn liquid immediately. Oh, wow. so so it's a little it's it's a cleanup. It's an easier cleanup. So if you take a face plant, you're not going to just have that half your face on the canvas forever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. happened before where I've left a print and then it's gone by the next event. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I, I something I always wondered if you have to find find certain style makeups or if you, if you get certain types, it's going to lean stains or anything. But I guess I guess the makeup game and and special effects makeup has changed over over the years. From what I've seen, yeah. <laughs> now, where did was was the makeup and the wrestling inspired by anything in pro wrestling, like the Jeff Hardys or the uh, the Stings of the world? Definitely. In fact, uh, one of my first wrestling matches I ever seen was a uh, Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania six, and I guess Ultimate Warrior on the Sting, like you said, on the Jeff Hardy. These all favorite characters of mine and artistic. I was like. I like that color design. This pops. This makes you feel like an actual character, and you're not just you know another person on the screen. You stick out, and I would I always like that. Yeah, I, I will say my favorite thing when someone does have pay, face paint on is like like so. I'm not a huge Hogan Warrior guy, but 
one of the most iconic things for me in that match is like how long they went. Well, kind of, but how like by the end of the fight, it was like a war and his face paint was almost completely gone because he either sweated off or it rubbed off. So it's kind of cool to see like the, the, the mask or the, the face paint as the, the, the match goes on, it's like wearing off and stuff. I think that's a cool, another dynamic of face painted wrestlers that uh, not, not talked about a lot. Yeah, that's happened to me before. And now with the, um, I had a match with Sam Thompson over at 3WA and um, I had the white contacts in. And when the paint rubbed, it was just black around the eyes, a pale face and white eyes. And it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool look though, man. It's, it's, it definitely adds to your, to your brand and your look. Now, are you, where do you, are, are you driving this from like, are you a horror movie guy? Are you, are you? Like, where do you drive that darker imagery from? The like, because I know anime is a big thing, as well as you know, maybe just pro wrestling in general. But where do you where do you pull that darkness character out of? It's a lot of things from pop pop culture. Like, um, uh, horror movies are definitely big. Um, I love anything supernatural, from like ghost hunting to like TV shows based on it. Like, a lot of that darker aspect has been something that has been close to my heart for too many years to count. Yeah. So if there was a way to put that with a, my wrestling character, which I know sometimes it's very hard to actually pull off. A lot of people are like, they don't buy into it, but if I can find a way to mesh these two together or like, I see it fit. Uh, I definitely want to. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way, man. I love, I love me some horror movies. I love the paranormal supernatural, even though I don't believe in any of it. Uh, I would like it to be true, but uh, ghosts and goblins and demons and all that stuff for me, I just, I don't, I don't really subscribe to it, but the idea of it is cool. I want it to be a thing um, like cryptids. I've, I love cryptid shit. Like I wish I, ho I want there to be skinwalkers and, 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 and aliens and all that cool stuff, but it's to be determined, I guess. Um, yeah. So when, when was wrestling always a big thing in your household? Was it something your parents were into or how did you stumble across professional wrestling on, on your television? Um, well, when I was uh, probably about two or three years old, um, it was big with my biological father. Um, he was a huge wrestling fan, a huge boxing fan. Um, so he immediately wanted to get his, you know, his boy into the wrestling. And um, he took me to meet King Kong Bundy when I was probably like two or three. Got an autograph from that still to this day. And uh, I went to my first live event. Uh, got the crap scared on me by Kane. And um, ever since then, I mean, it's not as prominent in my family as it used to be. Like we used to all get together and like watch and whatnot, like whole family that's kind of died down, but it's stuck around for a few of us, like myself, my younger brother and my cousin, we would always make that our thing where we would, get together watch it we go outside and wrestle each other like <laughs> it was um definitely something that has never left me and like even as the times changed i felt like i still loved it and i couldn't just move on it wasn't something like a phase or anything like that <clears throat> yeah. uh, i think at the when i got to do some commentary at backbreakers uh because pete and, and then and his and the, the main guys couldn't make it uh you had a, you had a lot of family support there that it was it looked it was pretty cool like 
I think they either had merchandise or something was going on or somebody I needed to get a hold of you to get because somebody needed you for something. And, and so I, I do remember stuff like that. So it is kind of cool that your family, you know, kind of got you into wrestling and they still come out and support you now that you're out, you're, you're actually doing this. Well, they all, they all knew how much uh, I've been talking about doing this. They've seen all the drawings. They've seen it all. So I, I would go on and on and on until their ears bled. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So how did you stumble across uh, which was then Backbreakers, now Higher Ground, uh, and started your journey into training and becoming a professional wrestler yourself? Uh, well, at some point, I just wanted like more. I wanted to do this dream. Like I, I was uh, probably, what was it, like 21 or 2 years old. And I was like, this has got to happen now. I mean, I've seen people literally win world titles at this age. Like, I got to start doing this. And so I went around to look around for anything that was around my area. And my one friend, Zach, was like, well, I used to go to uh, these local shows all the time, uh, Backbreakers Entertainment. I think that they have a training center, like, as well. And uh, one thing led to another to where me, Zach, and my cousin, all took a trip down together and we were like, now is this Zach Xander? No, no, oh, it's no. a different friend of mine. Okay. And that's where we ended up meeting, uh, Ricky price and MJ stacks for the first time. Oh, well, at least was, you're, 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 you're 50, 50, you know what I mean? You got MJ stacks there. The other guy, <laughs> he's a bum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So who was your, so who was in that for opening class with you? Was it just you three? Us three and um, the T.O.P. That was all our first days there. That's awesome. It, it's cool to see. I know like back in the, like when people talk about backbreakers and they're like, like when Adina broke in, she broke in with this name and this name. And then like you see the ones that kind of made it and the ones that haven't. But you do have this, what I would say, this charm about your, it's not just your class, but the, this group of younger talent that you're a part of now uh, in this little chat here. Uh, one of them here, Donnie Bambino uh handsome handsome guy what a handsome guy but you Nick, nathaniel cunningham danny Bam, donnie bambino uh mj stacks uh as well as um that bum ricky price and and shelby are all kind of like just traveling uh together another one who am i missing oh my goodness he's not i, I don't think i think he's a little further in his career though he's been doing it a little longer i could be wrong though oh my goodness i'm make, i'm forgetting his name is it the dude no, well the yeah the dude's in there too but there's one other one <laughs> He helps out with ring crew a lot and stuff with you guys. I'm so terrible at names. I talk to so many people so much. If it comes to me, I'll say it. But you have a you have a really good group of people that, that you're basing you guys around, and it's kind of cool to watch you guys motivate each other and 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 kind of have you guys stick out. Like if you're having, I don't know if this is the case, but it seems like if you guys had a bad day, you're like, I don't want to do this. The other one, the rest of you would be like, Yo, let's go, let's get it done. Let's, you know what I mean? Like you guys seem to all kind of light each other's fire, which is really exciting to see. And I, and I definitely enjoy that. And then kind of seeing your little group of people and this new age sanctuary stable of people kind of coming together because you guys kind of cross-pollinate between coming to sanctuary and getting reps in as well. It's really cool to see those two younger groups of what's eventually going to be the future of Northeast professional wrestling and you guys kind of working together. Like one of the Smash shows, it was essentially – the next generation of backbreakers and the next generation of sanctuary. And then my bum ass commentary sitting in between you is, and we're all just sitting there enjoying the show. 
But I think it's cool to see that next generation move up, and I think a lot of these have some giant potential. Well, that's the we. It's our family, that little core right there. We like you said, we uh, we won't let each other fall. If there's ever a chance that one of us can help the other one get to the next level, uh, we won't even think twice about it. I love that. I love that for you guys, and, and stick with that because. If anything has been shown in 2022 is 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 a is a group of people with the same mind state and the ability to push each other and work each other is is always going to work. The PWI 500 had almost every member of the goons in it with Killian McMurphy and every single one of his friends, and they all decided to stick together and put against storylines and their storylines cross pollinated from different promotion to promotion, and it went from state lines and it was so popular that they stuck together and shown that this business can be done with people and they didn't have to be backstabbing each other and being grimy. Uh, if you stick together and stay positive, good things can happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, walk us through your first day. So obviously you're a giant wrestling fan. You've been dreaming of this forever. Uh, you're getting your first couple running of the ropes, the bumps. Um, was there ever a moment where you, you leave that first class and you're tired and you're sore and your body feels terrible and you're like, I don't know. Did you ever have any doubt at all? Um, I've had doubt, but not from that. Uh, the pain never really, like, I was a crazy kid. So like, yeah. I was already used to pain, but, um, I had a lot more going on, like within my own head, my own doubts and things as it became more and more real. I was like, I don't know if I'm, you know, cut out to do this and whatnot. I ended up taking like a month off to just see if I really wanted to do this. And I realized like I couldn't live without it. That month was the most miserable <laughs> month I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going back and pushing full steam ahead. And um, it, after you're like really starting to put the grind in, um, it was around July um, that I lost my stepdad. And mm -hmm. um, he was a big reason that I even ever chose to go for wrestling. Uh, he was the one that basically told me to go for it. And so I was like, now I have to, for you, like no matter what doubts creep in, like I have to do this for you. And it's brought me this far. And I want to believe that he uh, spiritually was a huge part of the reason that I have never wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually didn't know this. You, uh, we were talking off camera before we start. You're only six months into this journey, right? As a wrestler. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I, I would have thought you were further along. I, I thought you maybe you were a year, maybe a year and a half in. I kind of think the same thing about a lot of that crew. I think I thought you were around longer than you have been, but now I'm kind of thinking about it. That, that backbreaker show in the parking lot was a, like a lot of your debuts, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Was That's that your exactly. debut that day too? Yeah. I was there for your debut? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, I, there are the small things I love about commentary is like those moments. Like we could reflect back now in like 10 years and be like, yo, we were, I was there for your day. I called your debut. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that's a cool little nod. What, what is that like? So you're going to, you're going to get your first action in ring. Your family's there. You, like everything you said, like you have a lot going on in your brain everything. Like, you're, it's in a rumble, but you're still out there. You're getting that spot. Well, it originally was going to be for a rumble, but then um, I got texted by your best friend. Uh, use price code one, I think. Code price one, that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> some jerseys, yep. 
Um, but he had a, he texted me and he was like, so, um, you know how you always wanted to have that one-on-one match with me? I was like, yeah, what are you going with this? And he was like, well, that's going to be your debut match is you and me. And, uh, over time that became the one arm tied behind his back gimmick with all that. And yeah, I love the story for that. But, um, so that was, uh, the first, my first ever match. And it was just crazy. Um, because like I said, the first day I showed up, that was his first day too. And to just see how far it's come, like, and you guys are so polar opposite of each other, which is, I know. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be further from each other as, as humans, but no, that match was, was done very well. And if, if you would have told me I was watching two debuts in that moment where you guys were kind of, that wasn't his debut though. He wrestled yeah. a little bit. Yeah. He, he, uh, but you, I mean, you debuted against a guy with his hand behind his back and still put on it. Like you told a story. Like it wasn't just you went out there and just went through motions. Like you guys told a story, everything about that. Like that was a fun match to call. And, and you did a great job for a day. That was a good debut. I, I can only thank the uh, supporting uh, crew. Uh, yeah. That's that's all them. <laughs> yeah. Well, we said right then and there with Ricky, it's just like this kid is, we, we gave him that Tom Brady analogy where he's so good that it pisses you off. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you don't, you don't want to root for him, but you respect his game. You know, um, mm. I actually was just texting him earlier. We might be, uh, we might be talking on, in February here on the podcast, but uh, yeah. So, so uh, you, the match is over. You go back, you hit the curtain. Uh, what, what's the, what's the experience? What's the conversation? Who, who's the first person you talk to? Well, um, I walked back to the curtain. I walked through the locker room. Walked out to the outside, uh, behind the building, collapsed into the grass and just wanted to scream out of excitement. I mean, I was still running on adrenaline high and everything like that. And then the um, the first thing I did actually was I went to Facebook and I said that one was for you, Dad. I love that. I love that. That that so the other moments of the the game that people don't see is like when you when when the person hit before the curtain and after the curtain. Um, cause normally a lot of times you hit that curtain, uh, maybe your trainer or the, your opponent is normally waiting for you. And you guys kind of have that like post-match embrace and talk like, what did you think of this or this? Or sorry, I missed that spot. And usually that's, that's, that's another one you hear a lot. But, uh, the fact that you, you kind of went and had your, your moment is, is, is dope. I, I, that's, that's a, that's a cool moment. After that, I mean, uh, you know, Price and I, we talked and we were both excited. Uh, Molson came up, gave me a hug. Glory told me he was proud of me. So like all that still transpired. It's just, they knew how I was feeling about like for that being that, uh, for that match being for my dad. So they knew ahead of time, like that's where my uh, heart was at the moment. Do you, do you have like, so like Owens has like some people write stuff on their wrist tape or they put like, they have something on them that, is like a keepsake that they do. Do you have anything in your in your gear or your like something to remember him by? Like in your in your uh your attire? Not in my gear, but I named my finishing move after him. Okay. Cause his middle name was George, but he would always just go by John G. He didn't okay. like the full name. So I combined the G in my G force kick. Okay. So that, that's good to know in commentary that that, that there's significance <laughs> to that name because not a lot of times I'll remember people's finishing names, but if I if I see it done enough and they win with it, then it's a lot easier to remember uh, finishers. But it's 
good, good. That's the backstory you need to tell us when we talk to you. It's like, hey, if you get a chance, this is why it's yeah, it helps. Trust me, it sticks in the commentary's brain a little more. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so 2022, uh, you, you had your debut. Uh, you had opportunities to work in in in, uh, in multiple promotions, which is kind of dope. Not a lot of people can say they did that within six months of their training. What are some highlights of 2022 that you could look back and reflect on and be proud of? Um, probably the best thing was, um, starting, I don't really count the, um, the backbreaker show as far as what I'm about to say, because like you said, a lot of my family was there, but going to a show that had no idea who I was and nobody in the crowd know who I was going out there and getting a, like a slight reaction to where I'm at now to where I come out there and I'm more recognizable of a face and they understand who I am as a person. So I get the louder reactions. Um, the gradual build to that and what feels like a, like a story arc. Um, that's probably the best thing. Uh, the addiction, I guess for this business <laughs> is, uh, gets the adrenaline pumping. Um, creating that family, like people I've wrestled with in training that's always going to be my core, but going out and like meeting these new people, having a match with Anton Nathan, Sam Thompson, um, Trace Parker. I mean, there's so many like people that are now in my family. Now I'm red scorpion. Like I'm so happy that every time I go to an event, I add a new person to this chapter of this, hopefully never ending saga. <laughs> yeah. Sam Thompson's very, very talented. I'm a big fan of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, here's here's something I want to ask you too. Kind of going back to that core people. Do you think if you signed up and you showed up at that school and you were maybe a class of one or two, uh, do you think do you think how how far do you think you think you would have had the success you would have had and debuted within six months if you were there with maybe one or like by yourself or one other person? Mm -mm. So, like, what I'm saying is, do you think the group of people? made you guys elevate and get through things probably faster than most would have in a, in a professional wrestling setting. I think, um, cause we weren't trying to speed things along for ourselves. Like we were trying to get the best that we could before we went out because we didn't mm -hmm. want to have any problems where we're freezing up and, uh, anything like that. But, um, I definitely think that us being as close as we were and, uh, doing this together, it made it, like a lot easier because uh, I don't know how they were, but um, when we had struggles, we're like, this is tough. I'm like mentally, I'm getting like frustrated. I'm getting pissed off. It's not like you could go to like your coworker at work and they're going to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> we're like in this, uh, we're in this stuff together. So we get the hard times and we're like, Hey, if I can do this, you can do this. And if we all keep doing that towards each other, like this cycle, it's impossible for one of us to drop lower than the other because we all yeah. keep holding each other up. And that's the only way I got through it. I can't speak for them, but that's the only way I got through it. Would you say your group is very transparent with each other with your troubles and tri your trials and tribulations? Like instead of holding things in and not speaking about it, you guys are you guys are at that comfort level where you guys be like, hey, I'm having a bad day today or like stuff like that as a thing in your group? absolutely yeah that's awesome that's really I, that's super important to, to kind of break that wall down that barrier 
Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man, at that court, that, that court you guys got is, is fucking special. Like I said, I think the, the sanctuary is the same way with those four guys. And now, uh, like when you guys kind of all come together, that's that's magic, man. Because you guys are going to be uh, some heavy hitters in the future coming up. Um, yeah, so 2022, great year, cool things. You, you talked about some matches there. Uh, what what are some matches that really stand out for you? Um, one that definitely stands out, and probably not for the reasons people are expecting, is um my match at um RCW with Red Scorpion. We uh, had a really fun match, and it was, like, very hard-hitting. But it's the ending that definitely stood out, because it was the first time in my entire life I had a live scorpion dropped on my chest. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Now, then, I'm, not, I'm not educated on uh, scorpions. And stuff. Are, they, are they venomous, or just, like, is it, like, a really painful bite? Like, how does that work? Um, they can pinch you, but their stingers, uh, can carry venom unless devenomized, which I believe the one was devenomized. Okay. Did it, did it hit you? No, no. Thankfully, it was a very cold day, so he didn't want to move around too much. <laughs> uh, thank goodness. A part of me is like, if I'm here, just let it pinch or bite me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but then again, no, I don't want that experience either. Yeah, that is, um. I don't mess, dude. I don't mess with uh, with snakes. I don't mess with spiders. I don't mess with scorpions. No, I just anything I can't get a read on. You know what I mean? Like a dog or a cat gives you that look, like, oh, I'm not gonna touch that because it gives you like a warning sign. Those mm -hmm. creatures are just like, you have no idea. A snake could just be chilling and just is like, pop, and he just got, he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, and I don't know which ones that I gotta go to run the hospital for if they bite me. <laughs> you know, I'm not educated enough on them, but. A live scorpion dropped in your chest. Yeah, he came up and asked like how I felt about it, and I was like, "Hey, you only live once, and how many other opportunities in my life am I gonna get for this?" <laughs> <laughs> Eric Pinhead says, "Things that will never be on my chest." One, a live <laughs> scorpion. Uh, Donnie says, "I can't believe you've done you did that." Uh, we live, baby. Uh, Kofi Weedston, um, Hunter shocked with the with the scorpion. Now that's another thing too, man. You gotta be careful. Peta starts. There's two things right now that you gotta be careful with is bringing underage kids to wrestling rings because uh, the the state athletic commission gets called, and 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 using animals uh, at wrestling because once Peta finds out, it's over. I mean, <laughs> it's not your gimmick. You don't have to carry scorpions around. I was gonna say. Um... <laughs> You never heard anything from me, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, he's like the new Jake the Snake. He has like thousands of scorpions. He rotates them <laughs> in and out. Has all they all have names? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is that is unbelievable. Uh, is there a match type that you want to get off? Like like a, a style of match? Like you've you've probably done singles and tags and multi man tags and rumbles because that's usually what everyone gets in their first couple things. But is there like a like a ladder match you want to try a iron man like what are some stipulation matches you would love to knock off that list definitely um and um a ladder match would definitely be up there um i've always that was one of the things i was always drawing as a kid uh how are you at height? as a kid i was terrified but nowadays um hardly like i learned to swallow fear and let the adrenaline take over Bro, I'd be at, I was at a job and I had to climb ladders and hang stuff and use drills and I never got used to it. I hate it. I, I can't when when I watch wrestlers climb ladders and they put both feet on the top rungs, I'm like, you 
are fucking insane. Like, <laughs> there's only one way off the ladder once both feet are on the top because you can't, like, you know what I mean, get back down. You just jump at that point. Uh, that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to put it out here now so Molson has to spend money on this new company. You need a casket match. I feel like your character should be like a casket match guy. Casket and match. And you should put Ricky Price in the casket and just we'll just haul him off. Yeah, we'll just haul him off and um, <laughs> ask questions later. We- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Molson, uh, we need that. Uh, we need a casket match for the new company. Like, go out, spend some money, and it's going to be this guy's gimmick. He's he's young. He's hot in the company. Go buy a casket. Or we'll just make one. <laughs> I, watched the company, I watched the company use a casket because they couldn't get a casket, and it was just a, a giant, uh, like, where you put your lawn hose in in the yard. And, uh, yeah, it did not look like a casket whatsoever. <laughs> Shit, just indie wrestling, baby. Um, oh, yeah. so, so coming into 2023, um, I wanted to keep these questions going and I started with Hawthorne and then I completely forgot with, with, uh, uncle Massey because we got so caught up in a conversation, but what everyone's talking about their hit list. And I don't mean like a negative connotation, but everybody has that 2023 list of people they want to work and things they want to do. What is on your list for accomplishments that you want to put out there in 2023? Let's manifest these things by speaking them into existence. Well, I definitely, at some point I want to win championships because that's what we get in the business for. Um, But I guess a little bit more importantly to me is I want to branch out and evolve what this character could be. Because now that I've introduced it, I want to show that it's more than just a a front layer, that this is an onion and we're going to peel away and expose so many um, different layers and depths that this character actually has because I have been working on this almost my entire life. And um, I want to do a lot more dark heel things. I want to just change and evolve as the times continue to. And I want to branch out to different characters that I can wrestle against to help uh, tell our stories together. Um, Definitely, I want to work more... um, Sorry. I want to work more uh, baby faces... Uh, I would Ricky, love to. Ricky doesn't like my uh, casket match idea. He says, "Oh, shut up." But money is money, Price. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I want to work the dude. I definitely have a lot of ideas of what we can do as far as comedic, but also engaging storytelling. And um, another one, I'd love to wrestle uh, Kit Raff. Um, I feel like we could tell a lot based on what his character is and what my character is. Um, I know you were mentioning when you were on commentary for the sanctuary that you want to see a one-on-one between me and Xander. Um, I think that'd be a good match. uh, You say that, but I don't know if you uh, know what that entails for Xander. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be physical, right? I might be the first kid I break in half. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I I think you guys would have good chemistry in the ring. Also, um, I really want to work um, MJ Stacks too, because I feel like after that backbreaker show, we need to capitalize on some of that uh, trust being broken. He said, "This guy wants to come for my boy Zach." I told him I'd come for him too. 
There you go. Bro, that that's what I that's that's what we need uh this year. I, I I would like to see it. I would like to see maybe you, Price, the dude, and 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 uh um Bambino as like a little four trio coming in for the new higher grounds, taking on the uh the honor society. Maybe maybe start a little feud there this season at the sanctuary. That that young blood versus young blood rivalry. Um that would uh that's intriguing. I would like to call that this season at the sanctuary. You know, the the, the I don't know. Put it out there. <laughs> Look at this. Bambino says I got Vince first. I, I think this is right in itself, boys. I think I think uh, I think this year at the sanctuary. I think I think we got some some uh, some heat. The high ground versus the sanctuary. I'm into this. Well, we are a step above the rest. Ooh, and they <clears> have <throat> the high. They have the high ground, Anakin. That's that's right. <laughs> uh, so who else? Who's who else is on the list of 2023 of, of what you of people you want to work besides the Honor Society? I mean, I have dream opponents, and I have um, ones that I'll wait forever for. But there's definitely some that I am not willing to wait for, and it needs to happen now. Um, definitely, uh, Mikey Raw from um, 3WA. Uh, I, de- I have a friend down in um, North Carolina that we're trying to work a match where he can either come up here or I'll go down there. But we've been friends since before I started doing this. Um, his name is Drew Hood. He's um, really getting his name out there over in the North Carolina scene and uh, a little bit in South Carolina and other places. Um, he's 6'4 and 240, so it'll yeah, definitely be... real big guys, man. <laughs> But that's the point, right? If I get wins over them, I mean, <laughs> yeah, MJ Stacks is not a small guy either. You're you're picking out some tall boys, some some husky boys. I'm not I like afraid. <laughs> I like it. I like the I like the uh, I like the fighting you. What about a JS Hawthorne? Is he someone you'd like to square off with? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that. I think if I was in the scene, I, I mean, legitimately, I wouldn't want to fight JS Hawthorne, but. Uh, but I think if I was if I was in the wrestling game, I think he'd be he's I think he's someone's gonna have a real big target on his back this year, uh, because of all the stuff he's accomplished and how and how uh, just I feel how good he has gotten in the scene. Um, I think a lot of people are gonna be adding him to their list when it comes to people they want to work this season. He's got a lot of the, especially for us younger guys, we can learn a lot from working with him. <laughs> Ricky Price says, "I want crispy. All yours. <laughs> I want. I want that too. I want Ricky <laughs> Price. For, it's probably the only time I'm going to root for Ricky Price is if he's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one person who gets it worse than Ricky Price on commentary, it's definitely <laughs> crispy. <laughs> I, I every show I go to." Especially this season, so I, I don't know if I if if, if uh, you've been listening or if you heard, but this season coming into commentary, I said for the long time I'm not going to play a character. I'm going to be me, and maybe just me turned up to eleven a little bit. But I, I think that's going to change. I think I'm going to I'm leaning more heel this year in my commentary game. I'm going to try I'm going to try to play more of the heel role, and I think uh, oh, here he is, Chris Lee in the chat. Ayo, <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna lead more heel, and and I was doing it a lot in Jersey, but not, and I was testing a little bit sanctuary, but I think I'm going full bore, full bore, full bore next year. 
But uh, there's a few times where I have to like go to people after shows and be like, hey, when you listen to that back, I actually don't hate you. I just went a little <laughs> hard in the paint, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 excited for this year as well. But uh, yeah, what what can we expect from you in this in this year coming up? As far as what I'm allowed to talk about, um, definitely gonna see a darker side, a side that's gonna be a little bit <clears throat> more daring, but also a little bit more competitive. I um, I'm coming up with a new submission that I would really am excited to get going. Uh, I named after um, one of my favorite things from uh, pop culture, Godzilla. Okay. Uh, it's called the Oxygen Destroyer. And it's a dragon sleeper. I don't I try to say, modify it. I thought you were gonna say atomic breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, and now your guys are part of this higher ground that we've been talking about a while as is a is a brand new rebranding, I guess you would say, of Backbreakers Entertainment. Shows will be taking uh taking place at the Falcon's Nest, um, where where the Backbreaker shows were going on. There is a benefit show that's gonna essentially kick that off. Uh I don't know if I have the oh, thank you. As I say, I don't have the date in front of me, but uh, it's going to be a night of steel. It's going to be a benefit show for Adina and Philly Mike, which you know, two people I just truly, truly adore and love. February eleventh uh, at at the Falcon's Nest, right? That's where it's at. Yep. Yep. So definitely, I, I did not put that in the links below, but I will for the next show for uh, when we go when I come back on later on tonight at seven. But uh, please come out and support if you are local. Support this brand new rebranding of a company. A lot of great young talent on this show. I'm very excited to see where it plays off. And uh, I'll be on commentary, which I'm excited about. I think it's going to be a fun night. And it's all for a great cause to help out Adina and Philly Mike, who uh, who uh, are on the shelf, man. They both have some serious injuries. Uh, we're having a fantastic 2022. And then right there at the end of the year, Philly had to get surgery. He realized his knee was bad, went and got it checked. And the doctor's like, yo, you're nuts. You've been working on this for too long. And Adina, just a freak accident and uh, hurt her shoulder, uh, her collarbone, which, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to break a collarbone from what I was told, but once you do, it's usually not good. Um, and she took that like a champ. I think if uh, how bad that was broken, and she was just kind of chilling there. She's like, yeah, it's not looking good. And I was just like, I probably would have cried and screamed and the whole nine. But she is a, she is a tough, tough, tough chick. Um, but, yeah, so if you guys can support, like I said, the links are below. But please come to that show as well and, uh, and show that support. Uh, are we allowed to talk? Are you allowed to talk about matches on there yet, or is that all? Is it all hush hush still? <clears throat> they will be coming out soon. Definitely follow the uh, high ground page on Facebook because graphics and matches will be announced very soon. Awesome. Well, there you go. Uh, well, February eleventh. Uh, if we have any questions in the chat, please get them in now. We are coming up to the uh, the end here, over the forty five, close to the hour mark. Uh, anything that you want to get out there that we didn't cover? Um. 3WA, um, January 28th, I will be taking Donnie Bambino's head and uh, taking it home, putting it on my mantle, shining it up all nice and everything. That is a a handsome trophy that you're going to be taking home. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) So so you're going to be collecting, like, is that going to be like a thing? You're going to be collecting parts of people this year? Is that that part of your darkness coming up? Got some ideas. Might be a little bit more than just parts for some people. <laughs> Interesting. I like I like where this is going. Um, Hunter says, my trademark question, if you could write a letter to your younger self, what would it say? Don't believe the doubt. 
let it fuel you. There you go. That's that's deep. That's like that's like a fortune cookie right there. <laughs> <laughs> and Donnie Bambino says, "No, you won't. You face paint freak." <laughs> oh man, Donnie Bambino is coming up very soon. I'll kind of give you guys a little thing. So tonight, um. <clears throat> Will be Kevin Skiffington joining. He's a camp leapfrogger, does a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes. Let me get rid of that comment real quick so we can get full. There we go. Um, I'll give you a little more preview. Next Tuesday's guests, uh, the early one. I'm not, I, I don't, I have to look at the time, it'll have it in front of me. Uh, someone you called out, Vincent Torres, will be on the show next week, as well as Security Inc. coming up. Um, one of my graphics I can't go through yet because someone just he just messaged me and said he cannot do his episode now. So I have a free slot and I may have filled it with another sanctuary kid. So coming up uh, and also Danny Bambino coming up on the 31st. Uh, I will say that's one of my favorite graphics because when I was doing the font, like tell me that font doesn't look like it's straight out of an Italian gangster movie. It does. <laughs> it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. Uh, I, I, I made it. I was like, I sent to him like, dude, that's going to be that's fire. Um, they're already fighting amongst themselves. See that the honor society is kind of saying you guys are battling amongst yourselves, but listen, they're like brothers. They, they, can, fight amongst, they can fight amongst each other. But if you come out, if you come for one, you got to take them all. You know what I'm saying? Nobody messes with my brothers, but me. There it is. They're coming for you. B team. You can call them B team. They like that. Yeah. Oh, I will. Yeah. I got other I'll names. But they're not appropriate for this. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. But listen, uh, you guys, I, uh, thank you so much, man, for, for doing this and coming on. Uh, tons of great stuff coming up. Make sure you check the links below and follow follow uh, Damon on everything that he has going on. And, um, yeah, man, it's going to be a bright year, bright future for you. I'm, I'm excited to see where else it turns out. I don't want to keep you too long because I know you do have work in a few in a few hours here, and I, you got to get ready and do everything you got to do. But, uh Everyone, thank you so much. <laughs> Ricky says, collect these nuts. <laughs> what a scumbag. Uh, I love I love, hate, I love, love to hate you, he says. But yes, thank you guys so much. So much great interviews and content coming. Please support High Ground, the brand new company coming out of the, uh, the, the very northeast wrestling scene. Um, and, and you'll see them also at, at places like the Sanctuary, hopefully battling amongst the, uh, a nice little stable versus stable, uh, as well as Smash Master Wrestling. They're all over the place. They're putting work in. They're ring crew. They're wrestling. They're, they're paying their dues, and they're putting in some great work when it comes to the end of the ring. But uh, that's going to do it for the ABJ Podcast episode 15. I almost said 13. 15. Here's some Billy Trey, and we'll see you later on tonight at 7 o'clock for the next episode, number 16 with Kevin Skiffington.